What's going on, you guys? Welcome to the Ya Boy Roy Show, where around here, we earn our cookie. What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to episode four. I am so excited to have you here. I have been waiting a long time to tell you this story. You really have no idea. This is one of my favorite stories to tell. Everything's been leading up to this. This story is how I started my business, how I started rough, you know, where... Where did we start? What struggles did I go through? What did I have to overcome? What were the highs? What were the lows? We're going to talk about all of those things, relate it back to your life and your goals and just, it's going to be freaking amazing. You're going to get so much out of this episode and I can't wait to dive into it. But before we dive into the episode, I want to get you in the right mindset. When you have a dream or a goal that's above the social standard. It's you're striving for greatness in any sense of the matter. It doesn't matter how big or small the, the goal is. It's above social norms or social standards uh, of what people expect of themselves. People are going to doubt you. This, this is kind of going to be our quote of the day. Nobody can see what you see. Nobody can see your vision the way you see it. You know, if your goal is to run a marathon, nobody can see you crossing that finish line and everybody cheering for you the way that you can see it in your head right now. If your goal is to get that promotion and make more money and, you know, get that dream car, nobody can see you driving in that car and you having that promotion and your family being proud of you the way you can see it right now because it hasn't happened. Only you can visualize that. You know, if your goal is to lose some weight, regain your confidence and, you know, be able to fit into that bathing suit come summertime, nobody can see you walking on the beach, running on the beach with your family with that confidence except for you right now because only you can see that dream. Only you can see that vision. So it only makes sense when society in itself has just accepted mediocrity to be the normal. That when you strive for greatness, when you go above those standards, because most people have accepted mediocrity for themselves, they've accepted normal just to be the way of life for themselves, they're going to expect that for you as well until you've proved them otherwise. It's not their fault, it's just the way society is. So right now, I want you to, to think about this. Think about your dreams, think about your goals, think about what do you want to accomplish that's above normal, that is greatness. No matter how big or small, what do you want to accomplish? And visualize it. Visualize it happening, how you feel, what's happening around you, those people that are proud of you, who's with you, like, what year is it happening? Think of everything and hold on to that vision. You know, so many times, and you've experienced this yourself at some point, we have all had big dreams at some point in our life and it just didn't happen the way you thought or you gave up or given circumstance, you had to put it on hold and you never came back to it. And we've all done that. But most people just accept that only the few great people, only the 1% get to make their dreams a reality. 
and they give up. And it's just how society is. And I lived through this. People not understanding why I'm doing what I'm doing. People telling me just to focus on school or do this because it's what they've accepted to be the normal. And if I would have given in to what other people thought was best for me, I wouldn't be where I am today. Nobody can see your vision the way you see it. You need to hold on to that no matter what happens, no matter who doubts you, no matter what the situation is, you hold on to that and you keep moving forward every day. How about that? (laughs) How is that to start this episode? Oh my goodness, I told you it's gonna be a good one. We dove right into that. So like I said, I just wanna kinda get your mind right before we talk about this story because the fact is that I had this dream to start this company and I'm nowhere near my vision or where I think or where I know rough could be. And had I not held on to that vision, if I would have given in to my friends, my coworkers, my family, what they thought was best, I wouldn't be here right now. And again, doesn't matter what the dream or goal is, doesn't matter how big or small, you gotta hold on to that vision because nobody can see it the way you see it. Now, before we let's let's backtrack a little bit before we start diving into my story and the defining moments of the day, I want to say welcome. I kind of didn't say that in the beginning. I was just so excited we dove right into it. Uh, welcome back. If you are a subscriber, if you've been here a while now, you know the drill. Uh, we don't run ads here. You know, we are a lifestyle, mindset, self-development podcast. We don't run ads. We grow because you're getting value out of this and you share it with your friends. I've been just so amazed at the responses I've been getting. And and this is what I want. Uh, I, I always ask that if you're listening to this, you share this. You take a screenshot, you put it on your Instagram story, you make a post, you write how this has affected you or send it to a friend because... I have been getting so many messages from people and I had no idea that it was affecting them in the way that it is. That people have been in these dark places or dark times or depressed or have no purpose and they feel like they're alone or have no way out and they're reaching out to me because of this podcast and they're like, Roy, you have no idea how much I needed this and how much it's helping me get through X, Y, and Z problems. Like I had no idea. I didn't even know that these people followed me or kept up with me. It's crazy. And it's no different for you. When we're starting this movement, when we're talking about what we're talking about, that you have complete control of your life, you just got to control what's happening up here. You got to control what these thoughts are happening in your brain. It's changing people's lives. And you sharing this podcast, you really have no idea whose life it's going to impact or possibly save. So I ask you that if you're listening to this podcast, if you're getting something out of it, share this episode. Share every episode that you listen to and you get something out of because it's impacting more people than you know. And this movement that we have started is truly amazing. It's something special that I feel nobody has really ever done before the way that we're doing it. And of course, if you're new here, welcome. I think in the first, we've been here for about seven and a half minutes. I think you kind of get an idea of what we're about. At least I'd hope so. Uh, But I want to pause you real quick. If you're brand new, if this is the first episode you're listening to, you need to stop. Pause this episode and go back and listen to episode one all the way through all the episodes in its entirety. The fact is, is that these are all stories of my life and there's defining moments and there's lessons 
And I know for a fact that had I not gone through what I went through in these first three episodes and learned what I learned, I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't have the tools or the experience needed to get through what I'm about to go through. And I wanted to take you through this journey. There's a reason why I do everything. I wanted to tell you those first three stories. So you, if you're not, if you don't have those tools in your tool belt yet, you can add those in there. So now we can start to apply them in the real life. We can start to go for our dreams and do these things because without, you know, in episode one, right, we talk about the fact that it's not about avoiding your problems or avoiding those hard situations. It's the fact that we all go through hard times. It's your ability to get through those hard times that's going to determine your success and ultimately your happiness. In episode two, we talk about the fact that if you give up, if you quit, doesn't matter how hard the journey is or how long it takes, if you quit or give up, you've already determined the outcome. You will never have success if you quit. You only have one option, that's to keep moving forward. And in episode three, we talk about the fact that life isn't fair, or at least we don't think it is, and that everything happens for a reason, but you have to have extreme ownership. So many times we blame other things or situations on what's happening to us when realistically we've been in control of our life the entire time. And that everything happens for a reason. And although we think that life isn't fair or this shouldn't happen this way, that everything happens for a reason. And when one door closes, another opportunity will arise. All right. So it's those lessons, it's those tools, it's those things that we learn in these first three episodes that we're going to be able to take those things and apply them now. You're going to see this come full circle. So I'm going to say this again. And please, if you're still here and this is your first episode, please pause. You can always come back. Go back to listen to episode one, then two, then three, then come back. Fair? All right. Now, let's get this show on the road. This episode, episode four, is talking about my journey of starting rough, the very, very, very beginning, all the way to where I am now doing this podcast. And it's a good one. It's a good one for sure. Um, So I guess going all the way back, episode four, this episode picks up where episode one left off. So I'm here. My girlfriend, the girl of my dreams, my high school sweetheart, just cheated on me and broke up with me. I'm heartbroken. I have no more sports. I dropped my major. I have no idea what I want to do with my life. I broke my hip. So not only do I not have sports, I have no physical activity at all. I'm just starting to recover from that. And I start drinking for the first time ever in my life, trying to impress this girl that cheated on me. Maybe if I'm cool like everybody else, uh, I can fit in and she'll take me back. And because of all that, I fall into this depression. Literally the darkest time of my life. I mean, you all who follow me on social media or listen to the podcast, I am your boy, Roy. Like, you know my personality. It's just not like me to be in that scenario. And I got... I, I literally hit rock bottom. I lost my scholarship that I had going to school. Um, I tried to do a business major because at one point, as you know, I decided to go into business and I got the worst grades I ever got ever in my life. I felt like dropping out of school. I wasn't going to class. I really felt like I had nothing. So I decided once my hip was better and I really just decided to let go of this girl. I decided to take extreme ownership over my life and say, I need to be in control. I never want to be in this scenario where I let these outside factors control my happiness and control the outcome of my life. 
So instead of trying to fit in with what this girl was doing and drinking and stuff, I decided to take control and go an opposite route. I decided to start working out. I decided to start doing bodybuilding. You know, that was really the foundation of what started to change my life and take control of it. And I said, you know, as you know, I wrestled. I was 125 pounds dripping wet coming out of high school. I was just a small kid. I used to get picked on uh, in high school for being a small kid. You know, so small that, you know, my dad was like, maybe you don't want to play football because you you might get hurt or broken in half because you're so small. So I'm, I'm like the small kid. And I told people, I remember this. I'm going to do this bodybuilding thing. I'm going to bulk and I'm going to get to 160 pounds of pure muscle. People made fun of me. People said it's not possible. It's against my genetics. My metabolism is too fast. I would look disproportional and weird if I got to 160 pounds. It took me two years of going through that. Two years of going through that. I remember the day I got to 160 pounds. I was just on top of the world. And I promise you, everything that people said was not true. And those same people who doubted me are asking me for help now. All right, but that's not the point of the story. You know, the point is, is that I started working out. I started taking control of my life. Small steps. I didn't just wake up one day and just completely change everything and start a business and start doing a podcast and all that stuff. It was little steps. I started going to class. I started working out. I had purpose. I, I had this goal that I set for myself to get to 160 pounds. Even though people doubted me, I held on to that vision. You know, I'm going to make this happen no matter what. And through all these positive steps, I started getting more and more confident. I started taking more and more steps. I started wanting more and more and more control. And I just decided that I wanted to be the best Roy I could be in all aspects of my life. And I wanted complete control. And through that, my dream personally was to start my own business. And again, I, we talked about this in the beginning. It doesn't matter what your goal is. You know, starting your own business, is this is something that I had in my heart since day one. Like I've talked about starting a martial arts studio, a gymnastics studio, a cheer and tumbling studio. Like I've always talked about starting my own business. <laughs> Actually, to tell you a quick story, back in high school... Um, me and one of my friends wrote a book for um, our English class. It was called The Genie Apocalypse. I'm not going to get into the details of the story. It was a funny book, but we got an A on it and everybody loved it. And I got my mom to print copies of that book and we sold them very secretively at my school for a dollar. And so like just my entire life, I've just always kind of just had this mindset of being a business owner and just running a business and figuring out how things work in that aspect. So of course, naturally, you know, I want to take control of my life. This is what I want to do. So I wake up one day and I had this idea and we talked about this in episode one. I was at my mom's, I was at my mom's house uh, or my parents' house and I had this idea to start Royal Arch Aesthetics. I talked to my mom. She told me to rethink it and we came up with Roy Ulrich Fitness, hashtag rough. And that's where we got the idea of rough. So if you guys don't know where rough comes from, it stands for, it used to stand for Royal Arch Fitness. Um, we're going to dive into the story we actually rebranded and we're literally just rough now, but that's a later story. So we start Royal Arch Fitness and I had this idea. In the beginning, it was, I don't want people to have to go through what I went through. I don't want them to have to hit rock bottom, go through this depression. Like fitness really saved my life. So I want to help people lose weight. I want to help people get in shape. I want to help people. If fitness helped me this much, if it literally helped save my life and set the foundation for everything, I want to help people do that. So we're going to do that through a boot camp. And I kept thinking, you know, I don't have any certifications. You know, I, I haven't finished college yet. Don't have any certifications. I don't know anything really about starting a boot camp or anything, but I just, I had to be my own hype man. I had to see this vision. 
I had this vision that I'm going to help people. I'm going to start this business. We are going to change so many people's lives for the better. And I had to hold on to that. So I had to be my own hype man. Roy, you know, you've been teaching since you were 12 years old. Since you were 12, you've been up in front of a crowd teaching people. You started coaching gymnastics when you were 16 and you ain't never even did gymnastics before. And you, you know, you've been teaching gymnastics for the last two, three years and you're great at it. You know, I've done martial arts. I've done calisthenics. I've done wrestling. I've done football. I've done powerlifting. I've done weight training. I've done bodybuilding. I've done all these things. I could put together a boot camp and teach people how to do this. I could teach people what I know. I had to be my own hype man. Like We're going to do this. So what happened, and I want you to, we're going to have this little exercise that we do together. I woke up one morning and it was that morning that the day after I decided to make Royal Arch Fitness. And I said, I'm going to do one thing every day for the rest of my life that's going to move me forward to make this dream a reality. I'm going to do one thing, regardless of the circumstance, regardless of what happens, regardless of how I feel, I'm going to do one thing every day that's going to move me forward towards this goal until this dream is a reality. I literally woke up one morning and said that. I swear to God, I should have made a poster of it. I said that out loud. And I want you to say that right now. I made you start thinking in the beginning of this episode, I made you start thinking about what your dreams or what your goals are. It doesn't matter big or small. If you're going to strive for greatness, you need to make this commitment to me and more importantly, yourself right now. I'm going to do one thing every day, regardless of the situation, to move myself closer to this goal until this dream is a reality. Go type that out somewhere. Go make an artwork. Go freaking post that on your wall. I don't care. Save it as your background. Like, It just has to be the mentality. I literally woke up one morning, said that, and I just did it. I just started doing it. I had this vision. Nobody else understood it. And I'm just going to do this every day. So my first step was to figure out this, where I'm going to do boot camp and the structure of it. So if you go to LSU, that's where I went to college. There's the LSU UREC, there's the LSU Lakes, and they have the track that goes around the lakes, and there's Stanford Park. That's where I did boot camp. All right, you can go Google Map it if you want. You can literally pull up the Google Map and see where I did um, where I did boot camp. And there's this little pavilion and there's some benches. So I start going out there on the weekend and I start running through boot camp just by myself. What are we gonna do for warm up? How are we going to stretch? What workouts are we going to do? What's the style of this training going to be? I don't have any equipment. How are we going to make this work? So every weekend I start going out there and I start getting ideas. Okay, maybe if we get some cones, let me go invest. And I need you to understand that I'm still in college right now on a college budget. I have to work. My parents are very big on you need to get a job and you need to pay for your own shit, right? So I need to work many hours and I'm on a... College budget. I got to pay for food. I got to do all this stuff. So I'm taking my own money, which isn't a lot, to invest in cones, to invest in bands because I want to make this investment because I know it's going to pay off in the long run. I'm like, man, if I just had some weights. So I start Googling weights. I start looking like, man, weights weights are really expensive. Well, lucky enough, you know, my dad had weights that he didn't use anymore. I was able to see, uh, see that opportunity and my dad donated some weights. And this is actually a really funny story. I'm going to have to, uh, I'll find a picture for you guys. I'll post it on my Instagram. Uh, if you don't follow me, Roy underscore U-L-R-I-C-H, Roy Ulrich. Uh, 
I remember that. So my dad donated five. Uh, it was a pair. Five, tens, fifteens, twenties, twenty-fives, thirties, forties, and fifties. And it was on this white rack. So I have to drive an hour and a half south, pick up these weights, put them in the back of my little Lexus, drive all the way, drive them all the way back up. And I had to keep them in my room. And every day I did boot camp, I had to take them all the way. We lived on the second floor. So I had to walk these weights down the stairs to my little Lexus, pack them up, walk back upstairs, grab the 10s, walk back upstairs, grab the 15s, walk back upstairs, grab the 20s. Like, it took me like five trips every time that I wanted to do boot camp, drive these weights to the park, unload all the equipment, run through boot camp myself, figure out how I want to do it, load everything back up. I had to take them home and unload them every time because again, being on a college budget, if I left all that weight, over 300 pounds worth of weight in the back of my little Lexus, it would have destroyed my gas mileage. So I didn't have a choice. You know, I have to drag these out every time I want to do boot camp. And for a while, I was doing two boot camps by myself. On I was doing one Saturday, one Sunday, which of course created its own a set of problems or situations, if you will. Because this is when people start to see that I'm putting in this work. I'm starting to have this idea. Because I'm in college. I'm a freshman, sophomore at this time. I really, don't really remember if I was a sophomore yet or not. But I go to one of the biggest party schools in the country. And my friends are going out on Friday nights. They're going out on Saturday nights. My closest friends, like my best friends, my roommates... Hey, Roy, we're going out tonight. Do you want to come out with us? No, I have to go to the gym. Dude, Roy, dude, like you got abs, man. Like you've already won. Like missing one day won't hurt you. You can just come out with us one night. Nah, man, listen, I just, I can't explain it, but I just, I got to do this. I, I got to go to the gym. Hey, man, we're going out. It's Saturday night. It, like just come out with us. Nah, man, I got to go to boot camp in the morning. I got to run through this. I can't be hungover. Dude. You went, you went yesterday and you did boot camp and nobody's going to be there tomorrow. Like just go tomorrow night instead of tomorrow morning, right? Like it's no different. It's just you out there, right? And in my head, I'm thinking, or I'm telling them like, no, man, like I, I told myself that I would do this and I can't, I, I just have to do this. Like I can't explain it. And like, that's, that's the hardest part. You guys, I can't explain it. Let's, let's take a step back. What I'm telling my friends, I can't explain it. I have to go and do boot camp at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. I can't be hungover. There is no doing it tomorrow night. There is no just doing it next weekend. There is no exceptions. And the reason is, is because I told myself, I set this standard of this is what I'm going to do. And I have to hold on to this vision. I know that if I make this one exception to the rule, that it's going to start affecting other things. It's going to be easier for me to say, oh, well, you know, if I can just go Sunday night, then it's okay. But then I start missing Saturdays and all of a sudden my dream just stays a dream. I can't explain it because they can't see this vision that's in my head. They don't see me running a successful business. They don't see me having a headquarters. They don't see me running an online eight-week challenge. They don't see me being successful. They don't see me running this huge company, having employees, doing a podcast. They don't see this vision in my head. All they see is this little thing that probably won't last. They see this little phase that I'm going through. And what they want from me is the same thing that they have accepted for themselves. They just want me to go have fun. They want me to live in the moment. They want me to stop making these sacrifices and go out with them because it's what they've accepted. It's what they understand. And I've got to hold on to my vision. You know, my coworkers, you know, they used to laugh. Like, go get a real job or, haha, Roy started this cute little boot camp thing. 
Like you don't know what it takes to be a business business owner. Like, that's kind of the the vibe I got. You know, the the owners of the gymnastics studio I used to work at. You know, like they supported it. They still do to this day. But it's just kind of funny when you tell them when you tell people your dreams. It's just kind of like, like okay, like you don't really know what it takes to own a business. Like it's crazy. And even my family, you know, my parents, my biggest supporters, they have supported me since day one, and I love them to death. But the fact is, is that you tell them these goals, and of course they support me. Of course, go do the boot camp. Of course, they're proud of me. But there's always a but. But don't put all your eggs in one basket. But just make sure you go to class. But just make sure you finish college just in case the boot camp thing doesn't work out. And again, I'm not mad at any of these people. They want what's best for me. They want me to have fun. They want me to enjoy my college days. My parents want to make sure they're setting my future up for success and have that college degree, which I'm so thankful for. Of course, you know, the business owners want me to be successful and stuff, but they have their doubts because they've been through it themselves. It's not their fault. I'm not blaming them. I want to reemphasize that I have to be my own hype person. I have to hold on to my vision. I have to hold on to this dream because I'm the only one who can really see what's going to happen. And I need to go prove to these people that I'm serious about this. I'm not going to surrender. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to do one thing every day that's going to move me forward towards this goal until this dream is a reality. That's the end of it. No excuses, no exceptions. So I start making all these sacrifices and it's hard. I can't express it's hard. My friends get to a point where they just stop inviting me to go out. We stop hanging out. They start adding group texts that I'm not a part of. Like we just start growing apart and it sucks being 19 years old and feeling alone. It sucks being an hour and a half away from your family and not really being able there to talk to them as much or see them as much. And nobody just kind of believes in the school. And I'm going to school every single day and I don't really see the point in it because all I want to do is rough. But I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Every week and I'm going out, I'm doing boot camp. What can we do better? How can we structure this? What's going to make this the best boot camp ever? Because I'm serious about this. And I do this for about two to three months. Every weekend I make the sacrifices. Like there was relationships, potential relationships that I've ruined because they just don't see my dream or my goal. And I'm like, listen, if you can't get behind what I'm getting behind, I don't want this. And that's hard. It's hard when you wake up on Saturday morning and your girl wants to go to brunch or just wants to stay and chill. And you're like, no, I have to go to this boot camp and, and they just don't get it. Or they want to go out Friday night and you can't go out with them. And you're just like, look, this obviously isn't working. This isn't, this relationship isn't for me because I have this dream. And if you can't see what I see, you're not the right person for me. It's, it's hard. It's devastating. You feel alone and it's hard, but I have to hold on to this vision. So I do this for about two to three months and finally I'm ready. And I start posting all over social media, free boot camp. I don't remember what day I want to say. Maybe it was like Sunday at 8 a.m. Free boot camp. And I, I do remember that. I'm pretty sure it was Sunday because I thought that, you know, my friends can go and drink on Friday. They could just not drink on Saturday. Just one Saturday wouldn't be the end of the world and they can come to boot camp on Sunday. And you know what? I think maybe I even did like a 10 o'clock. So it would be later. They could sleep in if they need to. So I get all excited and I go and I text every single one of my friends who is up at LSU or around that area that can come. And you know what? I text my family too because maybe they'll make the trip. I text everybody, free boot camp, and the texts roll in. Oh my God, Roy, this is so awesome. Congratulations. You're going to be so successful. I can't wait to be there. 
This is going to be so awesome. All your hard work is paying off. Like how great does that feel? I hold on to this vision. I make these sacrifices. I do what I have to do. It takes me months of preparing. And finally, is this happening? And everybody starts to see it. Congratulations. I can't wait to be there. This is going to be so awesome. You're going to change so many lives. And I'm just on top of the world. And I remember Sunday came around and I'm like in the mirror. I'm, <laughs> you guys can't see me right now, but I'm dancing. Like I'm dancing like I was six years ago. This is like six, seven years ago. Just FYI. Six, seven years ago, I started this dream. And I'm like in the mirror. I'm dancing. I'm listening to my music. And I'm getting ready to go to boot camp. I load up all my weights. I drive. I was probably like an hour early for boot camp. <laughs> I was just so excited. I unload all the stuff. Um, boot camp was for 10. I got there at 9. I unload everything. I run through boot camp myself. I'm like way ahead of the game. I'm like make sure that this is spot on. This is perfect. I'm ready. And then 10 o'clock comes. And then it's 10.05. And then 10.10. 10.15 rolls around and the texts start coming in. Hey, uh, I slept in. Sorry, I couldn't come. Hey, late night last night. I'm so sorry. Oh, I forgot. Hey, I'll, I'll be there next week and I'm sorry. And then 11 o'clock comes. And your family starts to text you. Hey, how was boot camp? Your coworkers text you. Hey, how was boot camp? How did everything go? Congratulations again. And you have to message them and let them know that nobody came. You have to go home to your roommates, your best friends who said they support you and congratulations and they'll be there and they didn't come. You have to see these people. You have to go to class with them. There's no picture to post on social media of the great boot camp that we had. And everybody knows that I've made these sacrifices for three months. I text everybody. I post it all over social media. And now everybody knows that nobody's come to my boot camp. I was at rock bottom. I was depressed. I had no purpose and I wanted to take complete control of my life. I wanted to help others. And I had this idea to start this boot camp and to help other people. And it gave me purpose. It got me out of rock bottom and I'm forever grateful for that. But for me to go through all this work, make all this sacrifice and go to this boot camp and nobody show up is devastating. But I tell you what, that's when most people quit. Had I not gone through what I went through these first three episodes, these first three experiences, these first three defining moments, I would not have made it through this moment. I would have quit. Had I not held on to my vision, had I not woke up and said, had I given in to my friends and started taking off some weekends, had I given in to my family and just kind of laid off of the boot camps and just went more to class, it would have given me the excuse, it would have had the mentality that it's okay to 
quit. But I said, I'm going to do one thing every day and I'm going to move forward until this dream is a reality. Regardless of the situation, regardless of how hard it is, this is going to happen. Period. So I put my big boy pants on. I clean everything up. I go home. I go about my week and I re-promote. I re-text. I re-go through everything and we get to the next weekend and I get one person to show up. One person. Wasn't my best friends. It was one of my friends and I was glad that he came and he said, wow, dude, this boot camp was amazing. Thank you for doing it. I mean, he was sweating. It was, but I got to learn experience. I got to learn, oh, this is what worked. This is what was too hard. This was what was too easy. And I got to run through a boot camp. And I just remember I was on top of the world. Somebody came to my boot camp. We had a picture. This is going to be awesome. It's all uphill from here. And then nobody shows up the next weekend. You know, it gets really hard when you get a little bit of success and they say that they loved it and they said they would be back next weekend and you're expecting even more people to come on week three and then nobody comes again. How much of a failure do I feel like now? I actually had somebody. I had an opportunity to over-deliver. I had an opportunity to make them fall in love with it so much that they would come back and they didn't. Drinking is just maybe a little too much. Partying is just a little bit too important for these people. And I could have quit right there. But again, I just, I hold on to this vision. Where will my life be? I've, like, I don't have any other options. I don't want to do school. I don't want to work at this gymnastic studio the rest of my life. I want to do this for the rest of my life. And if I quit now, I will never be able to do this. So I don't have another option. So I keep doing boot camp. I keep doing boot camp every single weekend. It doesn't matter if there's one person, nobody. We sometimes we get three people, you know, it's just scattered all over the place. And we get to a point, probably after about six months total of time, we start to get two regulars. Two regulars. And they bring two friends. We're consistently every weekend getting about three to four people. I have freaking chills right now. You have no idea. I'm so excited. Like three people consistently. And this was the best part. It didn't take them but maybe two or three weeks where they go, Roy, we we need to do this more than just once or twice a week. Can we do weekdays? Did you guys hear that right? Did I hear that right? You, you're telling me you want to do the, the, the boot camp that I made more than once a week. Well, yeah, Roy, like, this is fun. Like, we want to get results. Like, yeah, we want to do it more than once. I am like, on top of the world, people want to do my boot camp. Mm. I am so freaking excited. And again, we're doing this for free. So I start running boot camps. I want to say I did like Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, and then the weekends. But the thing is, is that I'm doing this for free. And now I have to start taking these weights from upstairs all the way to the park now for like three, four days a week. This is like a hassle. This is crazy. So we start getting these regulars. We start doing this stuff. They start bringing friends. And finally, I decide, I'm going to start charging for this. I'm going to start charging. Like if we're going to make this a career, I got I to gotta charge. We got to get people really committed. And I'm nervous. I'm like shaking. Like what if they, I'm like just $5 a boot camp. And they're like, okay, 
Like, no big deal. I'm like, really? <laughs> They're like, yeah, five. Like, yeah, we can do that, Roy. That's actually really like nobody's can beat that price. I'm like, oh, awesome, sweet. So now we're getting three to four regulars, five dollars boot camp, maybe three days a week. I'm making fifteen, thirty, maybe forty-five bucks a week, which would come out to be a hundred bucks a month. Four, eight, twelve, maybe two hundred bucks a month. And this is after about nine months to a year. Nine months to a year. Think about this. I started this. I did three months of just running through this myself. Three months of me not getting people to be able to commit, of nobody showing up, of people saying they loved it but then wouldn't come back the next weekend, being devastated, then getting regulars, having regulars for another two to three months, and then I start charging. In the course of a year's time of doing this, I made maybe $500. Through all the sacrifice that I make, all the hard work, all the devastating times, and the most I make is $500. Most people wouldn't be willing to do a quarter of that for $500. And I made that over the course of a year on a college budget. Some of you have a goal and you can't make it through the weekend without giving up or quitting because you're not getting results fast enough. Some people tell me, oh, well, I've only lost one pound this week. Are you joking me? That's amazing. Some people tell me, oh, well, Roy, I'm doing this, this side hustle. I'm trying this thing and I've only made 10 bucks this month. Are you kidding me? That's awesome. What you expect to just lose 30 pounds in one week? You expect to be running a six-figure company in, in a month? You expect to have your dream job, your dream car, your dream family, your dream, like your dream anything, your goal. You, you just expect that just to, to happen? Most of you can't make it through the weekend. So I want you to make this commitment with me one more time. Visualize what your dream is. Visualize where you'll be, who you'll be with, who will be supporting you, what your life would be like, and visualize it. Visualize you crossing that finish line, fitting into that bathing suit, losing the weight, playing with your grandkids, having the successful business, having the car, whatever that is for you, visualize every detail right now. And I want you to say this out loud. I am going to do at least one thing every day to move me forward towards that goal until my dream is a reality. And you need to do that with no exceptions for the rest of your life. <laughs> How is that for episode four? <laughs> How is that for episode four? Now, here's the deal though. This is That was literally the first year of me starting Royal Arch Fitness, of starting rough. First year, lots of emotions, lots of ups and downs. It's a huge roller coaster. It's, that was six years ago. We still got a lot of story left. <laughs> we 
we got a lot of story left. So here's the deal. I want to end this episode right there. Okay. Give you that nugget. As much as I'd love for this episode to go on for three hours and tell you the entire six years, I need you to be able to process this. I need you to be able to take the tools from episode one, two, and three, put them in your tool belt, make this commitment right now to whatever your dreams or goals are. Make that commitment to me. Heck, take a step forward and go shoot me a message. After you've listened to this podcast, of course, pay your dues. Go share this message on your Instagram, your Facebook, whatever. Go make a post of how this is impacting your life because you don't know whose life it's going to change. And then I want you to shoot me a message of what that goal is. Like how cool would that be? Make that commitment to yourself, but then speak it into existence with somebody else. Like how cool would that be? Heck, take that a step further. Make a post about, look, oh my, I'm just getting all these ideas. Make a post about this podcast, a real post, and in your comment, say what your dream is and the commitment you're willing to make doesn't matter how small or big. The fact is that from this moment forward, you're going to strive for greatness and at all costs, we're going to make it happen at all costs. And I'm excited for that. I'm excited for you in this journey you're about to go on. That's the whole point of this podcast is for you to take control of your life. Oh, I have freaking chills. I cannot wait. I can't freaking wait. So that is your mission. I appreciate you being here. Don't forget to share. Um, Be on the lookout for episode five. Hey, if you ever need anything, do not hesitate to reach out. I'm always here to help or even just to talk if you need to talk. All right, I appreciate you. I'm gonna leave you with this like I always do. We don't pray for an easy life. We earn a rough one. Y'all have a great day. Go earn that cookie.